You're listening to the Nerd to Know Media Network. Join us at nerdtoknowmedia.com. Broadcasting from the Blanchestan Center, this is Phoenix FM. This is 92.5 Phoenix FM, community radio for Dublin 15. Hey everybody, it's JB Jeremy Borash and you are listening to Daryl O'Connor on the... Alright everybody, welcome to the show. It is The Wrestling Rewind here on Phoenix 2.5 FM, the True Penny Channel, Spotify, Nerdtonal Media and all other places including YouTube. We will be back next uh, next week live. Technically all the technical issues have been resolved. This is like a meme now at this point, but it, it is show 70 and I am joined by my two co-hosts. Introduce yourself there, sirs. It is a um, meme at this point. I'm a... Uh... Well, Dave Stevens, obviously, but just follow me at the Dave Stevens on Twitter and Instagram. Hashtag Save Dave. Let's keep it alive. And it's a great day for wrestling, everybody. And I'm Martin Herty, and don't follow me on anything. <laughs> I like that. That was like my approach that. for a while. Yeah. But uh, lads, again, congratulations on show seventy. This is pretty cool. Um, it's great to kind of have that kind of consistency. And um, also, as well, we're going to get back to the WCW stuff when the news is in the wild. And this week, I was like, oh, it's not going to be so bad. And then, oh, my God, the world collapsed. <laughs> the, the internet was broken by news after news after news after news. I threw up a video up on the channel talking about one of it. We'll probably uh, start start there later on. But we have to go for the, the confirmed news. So there's lots of speculation. The confirmed news now... Is all AEW, Martin? This is your show, dude. Like this is, <laughs> this is all you because we were going to cover the the big pay per view and the Jericho the Jericho stuff. But holy cow, Daniel Bryan and CM Punk are locked in for AEW. Like, first of all, did you think this was going to happen, and what are your thoughts on it? Not, not a chance. Uh, to be honest, I thought CM Punk was done with with wrestling altogether. Um, any any of his sort of public comments on it over the past couple of years, he's he's just seemed to be totally disenchanted with the business altogether. So I didn't see him ever coming back. I think it was Very also hard. the fact that he he'd also he'd almost built up an even more legendary status in the time he'd been gone than in the time he was in the ring. So I, I didn't see how any sort of return could ever live up to that. But um, look, live crowds been back after nearly two years. In Chicago, uh, AEW really taking it to um, WWE in the ratings, and then CM Punk shows up like that's if you're ever going to return, that's the time and that's the way to do it. Like, a lot of what you said there is like pretty much what I thought too. I thought, you know, Punk has been very confrontational with fans and he's been trolling them for years as well, just taking the piss out and pretty much consistently. 
Um, do you think this is just like, okay, Danny O'Brien is weird because I didn't think Danny O'Brien would leave. And there was the whole thing where Danny O'Brien wanted his contract to allow him to go to New Japan and wrestle there and move around. And WWE were like, okay, but then obviously it fell through. So look, Danny O'Brien was kind of on the way out anyway. With Punk, it's weird because it's like, I don't know, did he run out of money? That's probably what happened. He probably ran out of money. <laughs> it's weird. Like, it's a strange one. I'm not yeah, cynical I, about this one. I think that you have to consider that after he left WWE, he did try the UFC thing. Yeah. And he didn't exactly get the same adrenaline rush from a loss there. So, or technically a loss and a draw after the drug test came out. But still, the point is that there's definitely something just as a human being inside of him that he probably needs to itch again. That roar of the crowd, that hometown feel in Chicago. Yeah, the money's obviously, that's why you take any job, right? Mm. But to be able to do it in a scenario where you're just going to be loved and you don't have the kind of schedule you did before and you're still going to make a ton of merch money most likely. I mean, that's the biggest draw, right? You're not wrestling 200 plus nights a year. 300 well, plus nights a year. But on that point, right, there is a new show being released uh, by yes. AEW. What's it? It's uh, Rampage. Rampage. That's it. Yeah. So, you know, yeah, right now the schedule is lighter, but if there's two shows happening, how do you think that's going to affect the roster? Like, do you know, Martin, if, if the plan is to split up the roster or to have them shown up on both or what's the story there? There's definitely no mention of, of any kind of a roster or brand split or anything like that. Mm. If Rampage, from what I can tell, is going to be an hour-long show uh, and it's going to be sometimes live, sometimes pre-recorded. Uh, Tony Khan has insisted that it's going to be, it's not going to be a, a B show, it's going to be on par with, with Dynamite in terms of storylines and that. But, I mean, the time slot it's in doesn't lend itself to the, the, the numbers they've been getting recently on Wednesday nights. So, I imagine they'll kick off with a bang, you know, obviously with, with Punk showing up and um, I can see a, a couple of big... Um, a couple of big matches or a couple of big early weeks, but I would imagine over time they will go, look, we've got a huge angle coming up. Do we show it to the five, six, seven hundred thousand people who are going to be tuning in on Friday at 10 o'clock or do we do mm-hmm. it for the one point whatever million? When is, when is Rampage going to be on? Next Friday. So it's Friday night, Friday night show. Yeah. Interesting. Friday, 10 o'clock. That's crazy because it's going head to head with uh, SmackDown. It, it starts when SmackDown's over. Okay, well that's that's probably clever. Um, I well to be fair, like I don't know how well SmackDown will actually do against AEW because even though SmackDown's the better show, it's you know it could actually get beaten. But I suppose that's not a battle that they want. But um, no, they're trying yeah. to fight over the demo, trying to yeah, exactly. But I have to say it is interesting that AEW landed India recently as well for both shows dynamite and rampage this makes mm. it more marketable in those sorts of countries and they can have like multiple tv shows yeah uh, no it makes sense it's next big move for aw really is to expand out like and regarding um like they're not really going head to head with smackdown not even just in terms of the time slot just the way the uh television systems work in the u.s i don't know maybe dave can give us a few more details but fox is kind of just available everywhere whereas tnt and tbs are a wee bit more restricted are they oh they're in yeah, cable in the same sense that yeah the same yeah. sense that raw is restricted yeah Raw's right. on usa which is on cable so 
and that does better ratings than their Fox show. So, I mean, okay. Yeah. So there's, yeah, like SmackDown for a bajillion years was on uh, UPN and other random stations. So they were always the one channel that was always anybody could watch SmackDown, but you had to have cable to watch Raw and then you had to pay-per-view to watch the big shows. Interesting. It's kind of like an escalating price scheme. It's funny, like with uh, over here, it was like it was on Sky for a billion years and then it went to, what's it on now? Like uh, TV Sports. And it was, and it's randomly on like uh TV tra- like uh, Virgin Media at on weekends. It's like, wow, this would be cool if I still watched the show. <laughs> you know, if I still had the interest to watch the show. Is, is Raw on TV three now? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But Raw and SmackDown are on TV three on like Saturday and Sunday. So it's just like, okay, that's weird. It's like being a kid again when it used to be on Sky One. Is it Saturday and Sunday during the day, or they do that thing where if there's an even mildly looking dangerous mood move, they're like cut to the crowd or the camera will pause and then you'll just see the after effect of I don't know like as I said I only I was going to watch it when I was on it from the Thunderdome and I'm like no I've already set through that once I don't want to do it again <laughs> and I'm just like no, I don't want to put myself through that again um, but yeah so that's pretty cool like I don't know I'm I, I didn't think it would happen Martin that I'd actually be like oh kind of interested in AW now you know uh, again because like I did watch them for like consistently when it started until it went to Disneyland and uh, London and then just kind of fell off the, the wagon but it just seems to be all AEW all the time now like they're just going from strength to strength to strength and these two signings obviously have just you know brought that up to level like you know there is the other side of it as well that like are, do you feel that they're bringing in too many WWE guys and look Vince McMahon had a great burn as well where he goes like oh do you need to help let's give them more talent which is a really weird thing to say but it's also really strange Vince McMahon like it is something Vince would say to be fair it's like well okay this is wild <laughs> so it's just like you know on the one hand I'm like it's cool because like they're going to be able to do all this stuff and they're going to have much more freedom and so that as well but also it's like right Punk and Daniel Bryan are taking a spot away from somebody else yeah um I mean I'd say two things about that I said one I, I don't think there is such thing as a WWE guy I mean right. even when they're in WWE they're not employees they're independent contractors and We've seen what Vince thinks of their contracts over the past uh, year, year and a half. Mm. Um, but in terms of the roster, I do think it's at a it's at a, a stage now where I, I wouldn't want to see any more people come in, um, at least not for a while. Uh, the extra hour on Friday nights will help, you know, more spots for people. And we've heard news this week that they're planning a number of other shows. Um, I don't know if these are going to be kind of YouTube level, like dark and elevation. Um, they've got a pretty big undercard of guys that they they need to build up to an all elite level before they, mm-hmm. they have them on, on Wednesdays and Fridays. Um, the only exception I'd make to that would be, I would like to see them bring in uh, maybe a few more like top level women wrestlers. Yeah. The, yeah. the only real weakness they have at the moment is that the women's division it it sort of comes in fits and bursts. It really, really looks like it's really making progress for a while, and then it goes back to, you know, the the last sort of um, quarter hour before the main event is kind of designated as the the women's section of the show, um, which you know it's it's not good and it doesn't help the the wrestlers develop if they're only you know if there's only one match going on a week, and so so I'd like to see more women come in. 
it's one thing oh, I wish yeah. they did uh, if they used their Impact connection for because Im- Impact right now like the women's division is unreal they did a whole really cool angle with Mickey James um, getting involved with the title picture there like as not in the title picture but as like you know an authority figure and it was really cool this week so I'm like why don't you just bring in some Impact folks that would be cool but I don't know they already like, did I, that it was a couple weeks ago no the women beginning of this summer no no women impact like oh, use, use the women division that's what i mean like they just mm. they're so focused on just having kenny omega show up it's like well why don't you just bring in your women's division and have them wrestle with the AEW women which would make I mean, there's, there's some of that happening uh, i know on this week's dynamite uh leila hirsch uh, won a, a shot at the nwa title that's cool and, uh, the nwa women's champion came out and was on the show and, and got in the ring and faced off for her so there that's is a, a movement <laughs> Yeah, it, it's it's definitely just like I know every part of the show can't be amazing, and obviously, like you know, we've said before, like um, for anyone who listened to the the show, you know, the anniversary show that that we did on the True Penny Network, uh, we were talking about how great the women's division is, and that that is just a standout for Impact. So like, it sucks that AEW haven't got there yet, but when you're the talking when you're the talking point on on everybody's lips, AEW all the time you're doing something right as it is and you know it, it kills me to say it because i can just see cody Rhodes' face right now um but still man it's amazing like it, it's it's really really cool um so look moving on from there um you're not worried uh-huh you're not you're not getting these like flashbacks to how we were talking about i am DNA. I am, but I here's the thing. I like okay. I will talk about that, I suppose, right? Because you know, I think on the on the Irish forum, I said something similar around to this. Um, it's like I, I did. I'm not worried yet. Like as I said, I've seen this before. Dave, you said we were this very before. worried before. We, we were very worried before. We were exactly. very worried. We were terrified because we we had we have lived through it. We were working on rest of you, and this was happening in Impact, and we're like, oh my god, is this happening again? Now here's the thing. I do think that the the people running AEW have a bit more sense of what they're doing. Now, Punk and Daniel Bryan aren't past it by any stretch of the imagination. They're still high value, right? Even if they were to bring it, if they're bringing Adam Cole, which would make sense to bring in Adam Cole, right? Um, and even if they bring in Bray or something like that, they can still do it. Where I would start being concerned is if they bring, you know, they bring in Ric Flair and he becomes like a mainstay, right? <laughs> yeah. Or they start bringing in Hogan then I'm really worried. You know, if they start... Know, if, they like, if they brought in, like, yeah, Sting or something, I'd be terrified. Sting's there. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I see what you were doing, Dave. I see what you were doing. I don't know if you're watching the show or not, man. I don't know. <laughs> I am. I wa- Are you kidding me? Last night I had a death match in it you, yeah. last week. Tell me I didn't watch. Oh, we're, we're I got to see to Nick that. Gage on TV. I was there when he died, almost. I was there. <laughs> but, yeah, man, like, you see, I'm not too worried yet, but, like, if a couple of more alarm bells start ringing, I'll be like, whoa. But I think I think AEW have this figured out. You know, I will be interested to see what happens when Punk and Daniel Bryan land, what the first feuds are, how it w- weaves into each other, and having that extra show could actually level this out. But the problem starts becoming if they start, like, if they don't build any AEW talent. Like, cause the, like I don't know, you could probably disagree with me, uh, Martin. There's no one in AEW who I would class as being an AEW talent yet. Really? You know, like, yeah. Well, like Omega, Hangman Page, Darby well, Allen. Actually, Hangman Page would be the only one, and Darby Allen. MJF, too. I would put in there. MJF, yeah. Yeah, but would they be like? I don't really think are, of MJF of any other promotion. But would they? Well, he just ripping off uh, 
I'm like, I know everybody's a ripoff, Derek. He's ripping off EC3. Like, I understand. I understand that. Yeah, but like, that's not who he is. No, but I mean, like, with that, the... like saying we can't like uh, Rick Flair because he ripped off the Nature Boy. That's fair. But no, what I mean is like, there's no top talent yet. Hamman Page is getting there. I think when Hamman Page wins the belt, uh, and he's like established as the top guy, I think that's when they've kind of arrived. But they haven't really got there yet for a lot of people. I think like there's you know. That could just be me, but I there's no one in AEW who I'd point to, you know, in the in the the first six or seven people I'd say that would be AEW yet. You know, I'd go obviously mention the elite, um, pretty much all the Jericho, um Kenny Omega, Moxley, all kind of stuff, but they're all, you know, so I just do you just think it's too early yet to to expect that, or do you think we're close to that, Martin? I know. I think they've done a. They've taken the opposite philosophy of WWE. WWE is very much they don't build stars; they build the brand. Um, right. Whereas AEW, I think they're really building up a number of like they're they're basing a lot of the shows around individuals. They've got what looks to be like long term plans and long term stories for you know a lot of individual guys who they're they're really pushing them as stars. Like I say, Hangman and and Darby would be the big ones. Mm. Um, I mean, obviously, it's not a it's not a household name yet um like wwe is still for many people just the byword for wrestling you know that people say wwe when they mean they say WWE you know, wrestling in general or WWE. WWE. <laughs> um yeah. so yeah i mean like you they are the hottest promotion in the world right now but they're still two years old you know so they, that's true i mean they have a long way to go whatever and like i said the women's division needs a lot of work um as exciting and frantic as the as the shows are, they're still kind of plagued with a lot of what you would imagine are very simple like production problems in terms mm. of sound and camera uh, cuts and, and angles and stuff like that. So there's obviously kinks they're still working out. But I mean, this past month has just been they're on an unbelievable streak this past month. Right, well, let's let's get into it there. You know, like again, I don't want to be too harsh on them because like they are only two years old, and the fact that they've managed to do what they've managed to do is actually incredible. Like, really, when you think about it, you're like, wow, this is amazing. But you know, a lot of concern that me and Dave would have it's because we've been there with Impact before. But this doesn't have a lot of the hallmarks of Impact. But I swear to God, if Hulk Hogan walks out, man, like it's just that's, that's... dude. Eric Bischoff texted Tony Khan, and they had a conversation. That's all you need to know about how I feel this is going. Oh, yeah, well, that's, that would be worse. Well, well you, you don't have to worry about Hulk because Hulk has been, I think, like publicly blacklisted. I think Tony Khan said publicly Hulk Hogan has blacklisted and is not welcome on the show. Yeah, no, that's and that's for that's for the best. There's no reason <laughs> for him to ever show up on a wrestling show again. Although it's weird. So all the so uh, on the same week that Brian and Punk signed, they're like, we're gonna have a Legends Night on Raw, and then you bring out Hulk Hogan's like. This is not. This is not comparable. This is, nobody wants this. Like, who wants this? I mean, I kind of want it. I get no, it. No, no. What do you mean no? No, what, tell me no, no, no. There's no way you want that. Oh, name. I do want that to happen. Are you kidding me? There are certain people that just give you an adrenaline rush. Who are they going to have on these legend shows in ten or twenty years? Because they're yeah. they're not building up people now. Like I say, they're doing a great job. Oh my gosh, Braden Walker every night. Braden, <laughs> the Hall of Famer. <laughs> I have his three disc DVD set. Oh man, I don't know, Braden. Yeah, I, I, I still pop Braden Walker. I'm not gonna lie. Um, Sick. Oh, yeah, absolutely. But okay, here let, let's before we get into the, uh, we get derailed with WWE stuff. Let's talk about. Um, Wait, there is one good piece of news out of AEW that should be addressed. Go on. 
Cody Rhodes talked about retirement in four to eight years. Yeah. He's, he said that before, though. He said before that he's he's sort of short-term wrestling, that he's looking to get into... Four to eight years is not short-term wrestling. That's going to high school twice. <laughs> But he's put a he's put a, a sort of a time limit on his career before, and then obviously on Wednesday night it looked like he was about to to uh, retire until Malachi Black came in and kicked ahead of him. I have to say one thing I've really enjoyed about AW is Malachi Black. Like obviously I look, I you know, I was devastated when he was fired from WWE. I'm like, you fired the best wrestler you have on the roster. Who is AJ Styles? What are you doing? So it seems like he's really. Uh, He's really getting there. We will talk about WDB's insanity after we review this part of the show. Um, but yeah, okay, fight for the fallen 2021. So uh, we have to start with obviously the main event, which was wild. It, <laughs> it was insane. So it was the pain maker Chris Jericho who defeated Nick Gage in a no rules match, which included using a pizza cutter and then a Domino's ad, which was bizarre. <laughs> and something that if you said it sounds made up, but no, it actually happened. So look, I'm oh, going to let glorious. So I'm going to let our debt, our debt match aficionado talk about yes. this. So Dave, first time seeing Jericho in a debt match. Yes. Okay. So so how did how does how does this rail in uh, or rank in in death matches? Because it was pretty like they used light tubes and everything for Christ's sake. <laughs> yeah. I read this in a tweet somewhere and I don't remember who tweeted it, but they were spot on with it, that there's two schools of camp when it comes to how people feel about this match. Either on one hand, you have people who say it was an authentic Nick Gage death match. Mm. And then you have another group of people who are like, it was an authentic Nick Gage death match. <laughs> so like, it's exactly what it should have been. It's exactly what, if you go and see Nick Gage in person, this is what this man does every weekend. Um, but to actually see that and not have that stifled on television was fantastic. I made Jenna watch it with me. She did not appreciate that. I oh, didn't appreciate first, it. <laughs> no, no, I, no, no setup I, either. I tried, I tried her to get her to watch the, uh, Macrodona match with me and she fell asleep. She's like, all right, I've had enough blood, but, um, I never have enough blood and I, I loved it. I loved every second of it. The pizza thing ended up being absolutely hilarious as was Nick Gage's response to all of this. If you don't follow Nick Gage on Twitter, you're messing up, man. He's got great tweets. Um, but yeah, it was it was exactly what it should have been. I was really surprised um, that Jericho took some of the bumps he did because he was Jericho known for wrote, a while. Uh, Jericho made the match. But Jericho well, on the match. Yeah. yeah. No, absolutely. Yeah. And he did it with a very good knowledge of what Gage actually does. Mm. And um, the panes of glass, I mean, that, that Frankensteiner into glass was actually one of the most Pretty, yeah. pretty things I've seen in wrestling in a while. It can be done, yeah. um, and it just this 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 it surprised me. It also, if you had seen what Gage that match he had with Zach, well, the former Zach Ryder last the weekend before, like four or five days before this, that match was amazing. When it gets it. referenced in years to come, it's the one where uh, Matt Cardona had beer bottles and water bottles and everything raining on the ring after he beat Nick Gage for the title. It was really really good. My friend was there. So this was really cool as somebody who's seen him, grew up with him. You know, he went to jail because he robbed a bank that was in the town next to mine, legitimately. So, <laughs> you know, it's, a, it's just a very bizarre. When we saw Moxley at these shows, we thought maybe 
See, it might have crossed our mind that they end up on TV, but we never thought we'd see Gage on national television ever. But, see, here's the thing on that, right? I think this is the match that we were expecting Moxie to have by now, and he just yes. didn't. You know, like that that barbed wire cage match, that barbed wire exploding match, and the the death matches he had with or the lights out matches he had. There was no glass, and I'm like, why did it take so long for the glass to show up? But then again, he doesn't like doing it. Moxie does not like wrestling death matches. Sorry, Martin, what was that? In the first lights out match he had with Omega, I think he he they had a bag of smash glass and he he had to crawl through it. Omega had him in like a sharpshooter in the glass. Yeah, but it wasn't like like when I think death match, I think light tubes and like yeah. tables of glass. You know the way it's like I'm not a huge fan of them because I they are it's a bit kind of gross after a while. But when you think of them, like if someone doesn't go through a table of glass, it isn't a death match. You know what I mean? It's like I don't know. I, I was, light tubes I was, are a necessity. Light tubes are a necessity as well. Like there, there are, you know, specific spots that you want for the the pizza cutter. I could have done without. I'm not gonna lie to you. That that's... Yeah, the pizza cutter is not something that's actually. Can I? Can we break? Sorry, Ireland. Let's break it down. Um, I mean, Jericho is blading for the pizza cutter. That's not I know, he's doing damage. I, I know it's still gross looking. He even <laughs> pre-bladed. How dare he? <laughs> does that? But the uh, pizza cutter, I mean, it's a great visual, but like that's not what gets me. Like when he breaks the light tube in half and then takes the end, like the jagged end, and like makes yeah. it look like he's stabbing into his skull. That's the spot because yeah. one slip and you're you done messing people up. Yeah. Um, also, I don't think Nick Gage knows wrestling is fake, and um, Booker <laughs> T put out a great post about that. Pretty much, basically saying more people need to be like Nick Gage in this industry, and you do. Don't mess with him; he will kill you. So what, he's the new he's the new new Jack, is that what you're saying? He is, yeah, yeah. That's I think that's where we're going with this. Oh well. you see Nick Gage versus Walter. Oh, I have. Oh, oh wow. I have. Yeah. Walter. And did either of them know it was a it was supposed to be a, a fixed competition? Hey, you know, that's not what's important. What's important <laughs> is <laughs> MDK every day. All day. So here's the question. Uh this labors of Jericho thing. Um Martin, talk to me about this because I wasn't like familiar with this because I, I kind of watched this cold what's going on with the storyline for anyone who who wants to get into AEW because I'm 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 you know excuse the pun all in on this I think this is super fun uh, so it's kind of a it's also almost kind of a rerun of the um MJF Cody story right. where uh MJF put Cody through a sort of a series of trials before he'd actually like let him get his hands on him um and I think that's what what the story is here is basically but what why like what does what does MJF have over Jericho? He just yeah, how does he have the power? Of yeah, that, that's what I'm <laughs> confused by. It. I'm like, you agree so, to this? That's a bad deal. If you've been following um, the show from uh, last year, basically they kind of built up MJF and Jericho as like great friends. Yeah. Um, and you know, it looked for a while as if the story was going to be that MJF was going to take over. The inner circle, but you know, there was the the, the sudden but inevitable betrayal. Mm, uh, I remember that. I do remember that. Yeah. So uh, Jericho's taking that, yeah, personally as as he would. Um, but the only way MJF will will ha- agree to a one on one match with him is for him to go through these uh these labors, and Jericho's going along with it because, like I say, it's it's a blood feud. He wants to get his hands on on MJF. Um, well, that match oh, better be that match better be something else. Because you know, it didn't have to be because yeah. the, the big problem with the Cody one was the Cody MJF feud was built amazingly, it was built to perfection. They had this, I think it's one of the best wrestling segments ever 
like mm. in all of wrestling when they had uh, MJF whipping Cody. It was unbelievable. And they built it so perfectly. And then the match was... Was that the that was the NWA championship? Uh, was it? Was there an NWA? I don't know. That's the one I remember. I mean, Cody does the same spots over and over again, but I feel like <laughs> I remember that spot. But but the, the point was that um they had they built this. You know, I'm just curious. Over. I feel like I watched this. Like he takes his belt off and whips people. Is that not a thing? It's just not no, happening. No, no, this was different. This was one of the trials that MJF had for Cody was and uh, Cody had to stand in the ring and MJF was going to whip him 10 times. Oh, yeah. oh as okay. you do. Okay. Okay. Thank the, you. I'm the, sorry. I was just trying to clarification, man, Dara. Cut me some slack, Dara. But, but the point was that they, they made this amazing build and then the actual match was just like a very good wrestling. Like they, they were more doing holds and yeah, no, they, like a culmination they, of a blood feud. It's like the Triple H uh, Orton WrestleMania match where you know the the few, the build up was great and then they go in and trade trade holds like when when this when this match when this feud does come to an end like I think that's the time for Jericho to get creative and go All right here's a new match type because like they have to do something you know really really good I think this is the one thing that AEW does kind of falter a little bit when they're when they're big feuds reach a crescendo it kind of can flop and uh, the barbara cage matches or the, not barbara cage match it'll get there eventually uh exploding barbara match it's like yeah <sighs> hopefully hopefully like hopefully that doesn't happen again because i'm invested now so i'll be upset if it's not good <laughs> i'll be upset yeah. um, I mean, sometimes like the build can be too good they, they can yeah. build something to a point where you, you just can't pay it off like there's you know um, but on the show as well, there was a really good 10-man tag team elimination match. And it's weird for me to say it because usually I'm not a fan of these in WWE because they're so so poor. But uh, I think everyone really shined here quite well. And the Dark Order seemed to be like doing stuff. I know they're a bit of a comedy act, but they're still kind of cool. Oh, yeah. It was The 10-man was great. The, the finish was unbelievable. Like this thing with Hangman has been, you know, it's been... Uh, pointed out like it's been coming for so long I think everyone was expecting Hangman victory you know real good feel good moment of him getting a shot at the title of the Dark Order getting a shot at the tag titles mm. and, um, but I, I was actually I was quite happy with it because I, I think I bloody love this Hangman story where he's he's just doubting himself and he doesn't feel up to the task and I, I always thought he needed just one more knockback you know one more obstacle to overcome and then that would be it at it's absolute fever pitch um and i i genuinely might cry when he wins the title and i think that'll be the making of him honestly i I think that's what they're what they need to do and that's when you'll get your first real star you know like proper mega star um it's kind of like with, with aj styles to be honest with you dave uh his journey through tna that's what it feels like i think Hamman's like the aj styles of AEW. that's what it feels like and it's been like that since since even when i started watching it you know, um, yeah, he's, he's been one of those guys from the beginning. Yeah, it definitely stands out. Like, and I'm glad you match, mentioned uh, Darby Allen I, as well because he's the other guy that I think of. Because yeah. I just like every fan, I just associate with his last name with All In because yeah. that's you know such an iconic match and night for him. So I don't know. Well, look uh, for anyone keeping score at home. The Elite um, defeated Hangman, uh, Hangman Page, and the Dark Order um, in twenty five twenty three minutes uh well it was a long match a very good match though i'd say you know it's worth it's worth definitely watching the next match was uh 
FTR and they defeated Santana on Ortiz. Um, I don't know, like FTR don't really do anything for me, but I do like Santana on Ortiz. I think they're like super cool. Like I know I get LAX vibes off them, like a hundred percent. Um, but they are cool. They are cool. Uh, what do you guys think of that match? Yeah, yeah, good match. Pro- probably didn't live up to the uh, to what it could have been or what people's expectations of it were. Like mm. uh, I'm the opposite with FTR. With FTR, I think they're amazing. Um, oh, really? I know that there was a particularly bad injury for one of them uh, during the match. They got their arm very deeply cut on the the hook on the edge of the ring. Oh, um, I think that might explain why that match sort of kind of petered out. That'd make a lot of sense. That'd make a lot of sense. Uh, we had an interest in IWGP United States Heavyweight Championship match um, following Atlanta Archer uh, defeated uh, King Haku. Uh, sorry, um, Hey. Hey, Kulo, was that how you say? Hey, Kulo yeah. with King with, with King Haku. Um, I thought this was cool. Like, I I really like when AEW do this when they bring in, uh, when they bring in outside talent or outside championships. It it, it is it, it it's proper WCW, but I like it. It's good and it's nice that it got featured uh, like it was here. This was like I I didn't think I'd like Lance Archer as a champion or in general, but he's been great. Oh yeah, I love Lance Archer. Um, this, I mean, the, the previous match with John Moxley was incredible. It was. This yeah. one didn't obviously live up to, to anything near that, but I, I thought it was good. It's always good to see the new Japan guys come in. It's great to see that working relationship. Uh, Archer took a couple of pretty damaging losses earlier in the year, so it's really nice to see him sort of back on a winning streak because I'm, I'm, mm. a, I'm a big fan of Lance Archer. And then Come on, any any day you see Haku, that's a good day. Yeah, yeah, no, I was just like, oh, I, I did pop big for uh, Haku. It's it, you know, and this is what we kind of said earlier on in the show. When AEW used their legends, they really used their legends like well. And uh, this is another example of it. Um, speaking of legends, Christian Cage was next, and I love Christian Cage. Um, Christian Cage and Jungle Express uh, defeated uh, Hardy Family Office. And private party. Uh, this was this was this was kind of a nothing match. Um, but it will, uh, for me, I think this was kind of was furthering their feud further down the line. But yeah, I think they're I think they're they're setting up a a Christian Cage heel turn. I think he's going to yeah. turn on Jungle Boy. Absolutely. Um, and that's a match I I want to see. Uh, I didn't watch a lot of TNA, so I wasn't uh fully aware of how good christian's singles run in tna don't worry you're about to see it all over again <laughs> and you know what i'm okay with that because christian's run in, no, T- in tna no, you is know what i mean fantastic. i do know what you mean i'm just want that on the record i do know what you just mean. want this on the record but what i'm saying is uh you know I, i'm sad tomka won't be here because he robbed the burger king and then <laughs> decided to shoot up in the burger king he robbed instead of going home which would have been the logical sense so you know I'm sad that Tomko won't be there, but I don't think he's getting out of jail anytime soon. Uh, but yeah, Dude, that's, that's what Gage did, right? He didn't actually take a gun in with him when he robbed a bank, so he's out <laughs> well, of jail now. Well, I, well, you know, also, you know, <laughs> leaving. Already. <laughs> uh, no, I'd say leaving the place you've robbed and not going into the bathroom to shoot up is probably a good idea as well, you know. But that's what Tomko did, so that's why he's not getting out of jail. Um, yeah. Oh, Tomko. Oh, Tomko. But anyway, that's the only difference with this uh, Martin. 
you won't have Tom go there as heavy, but I'm pretty sure when Christian goes heel, his work is even better than it is uh, that we've seen so far. So, you know, I think Christian uh, has been like a, a really good grab for AEW in ways that people might necessarily not know because they weren't exposed to impact as much. But yeah, I'm, I've, I've loved his run and I'm, I'm really excited. That's exactly how I felt. Whenever he came out as the sort of surprise, I was very meh, you know? Yeah. Um, but I've been really pleasantly surprised by uh, by Christian's run so far. He just brings. Um, I think one of the, one of the things I love about AEW is that it's a real kind of a buffet style of a show. Yeah. You get several different sort of types of wrestling in a match, and I think he brings in a real good, grounded, a bit like Cody, kind of old school WCW um, kind of style. He does, you know, and it's it's one thing that you never got to see in WWE ever really. But you did well briefly with Orton. Um, but in Impact, it was you know he was one of the highlights of the show, which is, you know, I'm glad we get to see you again. And what would be cool is if he gets to go. Like I know he had to go back there for like the Hall of Fame or something one time. But if he goes back into Impact and starts doing a, a kind of cross motion there, I think that would be pretty neat. But again, I think that's a heel thing that we'll see where he starts getting promos about how much he hated Impact or something like that. I think that would be fun. Um, Thunder Rosa defeated Julia Hart. Um, in a singles match formats, yeah, this was not good. Um, but it's what yeah, it is. not not much uh, of a match. I think it was just for Thunderosa to get the um, you know, I think was this her first match after she'd officially signed with the company? Yeah, because she had a great performance in Impact, and they're like, we better get her, and they did. So, this is her first match yeah. actually signed. Yeah, so I'd say that's what that was that was to get her out to get her the, the pop, and also. You know, probably just keeping her alive in the rankings for you know whenever she takes on uh, Britt Baker. Makes sense. All right, guys. We in the time we have left, let's get on to. Oh, um, well, again, sorry, Martin. What's the next big show for AEW? What what's what's the big one we're all building towards? Um. So obviously, this week's Dynamite was was pretty big. Yeah. Uh, next week, there's uh, they're back out on on the road. Assuming, you know, although WWE and AEW have both uh, already begun to put in uh, contingency plans in case these uh, variants of, of COVID force them back to, yeah. to Daly's Place and to the Thunderdome. But uh, ideally what will happen is next week there'll be Dynamite. Then on Friday you'll have the um, the big uh, Rampage. First dance, isn't it? That's the first August dance. the 20th. Yeah, we, 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 we're we probably going to have to cover that one, I think. That's the next big AEW show for this. And as I said, you know, this is the Rewind, so obviously we cover all the shows, but when big shows like this, we, we have to. So that's that's definitely one to keep an eye on, because that's the one that's in Chicago. That's at the United Center, isn't it? And that's the one where they're pretty much, they were very heavily implying that that's where Punk is going to have his his debut. But it's good because the debut, the, his debut then is ahead of, of the pay-per-view, which would indicate he might actually be wrestling on the pay-per-view rather than just sort of showing up. He, he might actually have a match. Well, that's pretty cool. That would that would be much much more satisfying than coming out because he, he means he can cut his promo on Rampage and then be challenged and have the match. And that's a good way to book it. It takes care of itself. But we're two weeks away from that, and I think it's definitely something that we're going to have to talk about on the show because it's – how can you not, right? How can oh, you not? Especially with uh, me. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, look, you know, you know, uh, there was nothing pulling me into AEW, but they just keep doing the right things, and you know, with Malachi back showing up, and then everybody else, it's it's a show to watch. You know, it really is. Uh, quickly, so 
some some rumors, right? Adam Cole uh, looks like he could be going to, well, out of the WWE. He refuses to sign a contract. What what are your thoughts on that, guys? Why um, did Tony Khan say no? What's the point of that? Did he say no? Yeah. Yeah, he was asked about whether or not he's he's dead. I think he said no because there'd be a legal issue around that because he can't he can't sort of poach people who are currently under contract somewhere else. That's fair. Yeah, but his contract. Um, but here's the thing: his contract is smart. up. His contract is, is up. Yeah. So he's, an extension. He, he's yeah. got it extended to SummerSlam. I think. SummerSlam. Yeah. Yeah. So there is a there's a legal thing around that. Right. The other thing is maybe he just said no because he's like, look, we've got Punk, we've got Brian. Um, Everay's actually showed up um, on AW Dynamite this week. Like maybe he just like he just said, "Look, we're we've got our roster for now." Right. Okay. Well, you know, I, I don't know. I don't. I don't want to see Cole leave WWE, but he's not going up to the main roster. I don't think. Um, and NXT is probably just sick of it. So it's like it's a shame that WWE don't realize who they have in Adam Cole. Well, no, Triple H and Shawn Michaels definitely do. But, but they know what they have there, yeah. yeah. They do, and they obviously like he's you know they're his childhood heroes, and you know they love him. But it's just like you know, how long are you gonna stay in NXT? Like even Balor's back up in the main roster now, you know, just like he's in a very awkward position because, like you say, he's he's done NXT to death. Yeah. Um, but he know I think even he knows if he goes to the main roster, he's he'll be chasing the twenty four seven title and uh, oh, imagine that that would be. That would be stuff. actually heartbreaking. No, it wouldn't. Oh. Stop. Stop. You don't want to see him for our truth. No, I do. No, I don't. No, it'd be heartbreaking. Stop. Come on. Wait, wait. <laughs> what happened to the days of us doing shows about how great the 24 title was for our truth and is. how AEW is. is terrible because Cody it, Rhodes exists? But it's not. And now, great. what has but, happened? What has happened to us? Welcome to the show 70, everybody. I, I the day the script got flipped. <laughs> but it's I not. It's not great. Did we lose a sponsorship? I'm not aware of. No, listen. It's great for R2, for truth. It's not great for Adam Cole. I would not want to see Adam Cole be there, right? But but Cole's in an awkward position because, like, so what does he do? Does he does he sign back on for NXT? Does he demand more money? Hmm. But can you demand more money at a time when they're cutting big contracts left, right, and center? Yeah. Uh, and like, yeah, that's when you got to do it. it. Whatever, whatever pull you think you have, like. Uh, if Vince McMahon has no issue cutting the likes of uh, of Bray Wyatt, I mean, it's very clear he has no time for NXT at all. I don't see anyone from NXT holding them up for for more yeah, cash. Yeah. So, oh God, I, I think if he'd left a year ago, he'd be on fire. Yeah. But, uh, I think he's in a very difficult position at the moment. Well, look, we'll have to keep an eye on it, obviously, um, as it progresses. But let's finish up today's show with, uh, you know, the most shocking news, but also not shocking news um, that happened outside of Punk and Daniel Bryan. Bray Wyatt was released out of nowhere. Like last Saturday, I was coming home from Dublin and I opened up my phone and I thought someone had like sent out a spearfishing message to be like, Bray Wyatt has been released. Like, yeah, right. Okay. I'm not clicking that link. And then it just started popping up, popping up, popping up, popping up. I'm like, oh, well, Bray Wyatt has been released. Now, it's not surprising, but it also really, really is surprising. So, obviously, I did a video on it. Uh, you guys can check it out on the channel. So, I'm going to hold my thoughts. But um, It's a good video. Thank you. Thank you. Um, Dave, yeah. what do you think about this, man? Like, you know, last time we saw Bray Wyatt was at WrestleMania and the night afterwards, and then he just disappeared. 
what are your thoughts on this? Because I was just taken away completely. Last time we talked about Bray Wyatt on this show, we talked about how shocked we were that he wasn't one of the people released back in April. Mm. So I'm just playing that in my mind. I'm like, well, how surprised can I be when we talked about it on the show that he needs, he basically seems like he's going to get released soon because this character is running out and no matter how much work they put into creating characters for him, once it gets to actually being in the ring as a physical performer, he's all right. I just didn't like, even though we talked about it, that's what I mean. Like I was surprised, but I wasn't surprised. It was like, it's nice to be wrong, right? It's nice. It's nice when we say things are going to happen. Like WWE is going to be sold by SummerSlam and that didn't happen. That that's nice. That's what we were hoping for. We're still waiting. This whole thing, this whole like talent. But this is how this all started. Cause you know, Bray Wyatt was part of that initial conversation, but he'd be, he'd be gone. Yeah. It's it just, doesn't make much sense to me financially. Like, surely whatever his contract was, he was making ten, however many times more that for the company in bloody t-shirt sales alone. Like, and merch. No, I, I'm not like, sure. I, I'm, I'm not over, sure. I, I went over I'm and got sure. a Rayway action figure there. And it's over okay. there. Solely, solely I mean, because I know. that's hard to dispute the anecdote. But well, like, what, I'm good, saying, <laughs> what I'm saying is that he just yeah he sells stuff but look how much production value money it takes for him to get over yeah he is he is pretty terrible in the ring to be fair. <laughs> I, I think it would take half that money to get him over if they would yeah. occasionally have him bloody win one of these feuds like well, the more he wrestles too. the worst i don't i don't even remember if he wins or loses yeah, i don't even think it's that it's he's that like, bad in the I ring do. it's that every time he has one of these feuds you know, like they set him on fire and then he came yeah. back from the dead and then he lost to an RKO. So that's the stuff I liked. No. <laughs> Damon is trolling. I, I did like that. No, I did. I liked oh, you. I liked when he was set on fire. That was okay, fun. I, When's the last I, time somebody died in wrestling? To like, be fair, I liked when he was set on fire too. There. But he should Thank have won, but he should have won against Randy Orton. You know, like um, at, at WrestleMania. Dude, you do know that Vince McMahon blew up in a limo and then he was on TV the next week, right? But we know the circuit. That was because, that, yeah, that was because I don't, I don't, I don't see circumstances. <laughs> they just see what's on the TV I just, show. I just see broadcasts. <laughs> you're, the, you're the opposite of Bishop. Your context is nothing. nothing it means just, nothing to me. I, I just know what's on the show. I just know what's presented to me. Yeah, I just, I just, that's what it is. Whatever's on the show is what's real. Okay, here's the question, though, guys. Right. So, look, I liked Bray Wyatt. I, I love the Fiend character. That was amazing, right? Then they kind of ruined it, and it was like, okay, he's never getting over. And here, serious question, right? Alexa Bliss. But, well, Alexa Bliss. Is I don't amazing. know what the question is, but that's the answer. No, no. Does Getting her Bray- back to a non-Bray Wyatt Alexa Bliss, like having her back to... Yeah, I'm, I'm does, excited. Does Bray Wyatt, or what's it, the Cult of Wyndham, which is what, the, what he's testing on uh, his social media... Ooh. Does that have any value? Like, does 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 the the, the man Bray Wyatt, Wyndham Matunda, have any value anywhere? Because look, he's a great mind and he gets stuff over, and you know a lot of productions. But once it goes in the ring, it all falls apart. And obviously, Dave shakes his head. So I know Dave's answer. I'm going to go to you, Martin, first. I mean, Do you AEW, think W right? It's the wrestling company. Well, that's <laughs> yeah, not well, the that's... place to go if you don't know how exactly. to wrestle. Exactly, but impact could be Martin. Go for it. Know how to is relative, people. You know um, what I mean. I honestly think the best option for him is is reinvent himself. You know, he's like known as a really creative guy. Mm. Reinvent himself and take the Matt Cardona approach. Go for a 
uh, sort of long, like critically acclaimed run in the Indies, build your name back up because, like, I was the same as yourself. When The Fiend first came out, I loved the character, and week by week it was just beaten out of me. Yeah. Um, so I, I think he needs to seriously rehabilitate himself. I don't think AEW is the place for him. Uh, again, New Japan is another another work rate company. You're not gonna you're not gonna get over there. Like I heard someone talking about him earlier in the week, saying that oh, he could be New Japan's Vader. And as much as as much as yeah, I'm sure he's a great guy, he's yeah, he's he not Vader. No, 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 no. Like, and that's why I think like um, the Indies maybe, but he needs some level of production. I think Impact will be a good grab for him because they mic. have the uh, they have some Mike. Sorry, you have some money, he can do mic work and he can kind of get over there without really going in the ring. Because the minute he goes in that ring, man, it just all falls apart. It, you know, and if he went to AW, which would be, you know, the wrestling company, it, no way. And if he went to New Japan, no way. You like, it's just, it, it sucks. WWE was the best place for him, but he was never able to make a stick because they wouldn't put him over. You know, it's weird. It's such a weird thing to have where it's like he sells so much merch, it's such a cool character and it's, Still could get you over, you know. That's when he gave it to Alexa Bliss, which is really shitty, which is a really terrible thing to do. But it's what they did. Dave, it's buried enough back in the video. I won't get penalized for that. Um, it's uh, well, I already said when it comes to Alexa Bliss, it makes me very excited because I want to see Alexa dressed like Alexa again. Um, and as far as Bray Wyatt goes, good. More screen time for Ricochet. Let's do it. Do you think that's the way it's going to work out? <laughs> that's that's, where, that's where I'm looking at. I don't think that's the way it's going to work out. But here's the thing, right? This, does this kind of let, I think this lets more credibility to, like, a lot of people are saying it to a sale. They're scaling this product way down so they could just have a very lean product to just sell off. And I, I, honestly, that's what it's really starting to look like. Or else Vince has just lost his mind. He's just gone absolutely nuts. And he's just like, fire everybody. <laughs> because <laughs> they, they could have made a lot of money. Yeah. A lot of money a couple months ago yep. because people were risking on whether or not live fans would come back. Yep. Now you're actually seeing what sales are going to be. Yeah. Well, if there's not a huge jump in terms of trajectory, then they're in trouble because they could Fair. have sold it on a promise. And now they're they're kind of renting it on a whim. Yeah. Now you gotta remember as well what WWE was like prior to the creation of AEW. I mean, they had already scaled loads of stuff back. They had stopped doing the pyro, you know, mm. in terms of the shows that the really pyro. scaled back, set right back. Um, you know, and when AEW came out, they panicked and they brought in all this other stuff to, to really beef the shows back up. And maybe they've That's accepted true. that AEW has this fan base now. That's, you know, they're a, they're a fact. And maybe they're scaling back down to whatever the plan was pre, you know, pre the launch of AEW. You know, as I said, the WWE product is basically unwatchable at the best of times and getting rid of, you know, again, The Fiend, terrible in the ring. Honestly, terrible in the ring, you know, for, for the most part. But it's still sad to see him go because it's like, okay, the entertainment in WWE is was in Bray Wyatt. Like, you know, uh, Dave and myself loved the the fun, Firefire fun, Funhouse match. It has the most fun thing ever, you know? It was, it's like yeah. WWE could do stuff like that, but now they won't. So John Cena like, can make anybody have the best match in the world. But this is the thing, you know, and there was no very little wrestling in that match. And I still really enjoyed it. But um, I know I'm sad to see this happen. But I'd say, you know, grab some Bray Wyatt merch as you can because that's going to go way up in value because uh, he, he's not coming back. There's no way he's coming back. They won't rehire him because, you know, this was obviously made with, look, you know, we can't get you over. So, 
It is what yeah. it is. Anyway, um, folks, we'll be back next week. We're going to go back to WCW. Um, I think it's uncensored. That's the one for next week. And oh, then- good. We're uncensored next week. So Derek can't hide at the end of the show. He can just go all show long. <laughs> so that's the one we're looking at. And then we have uh, some more AW stuff next week. So, guys, uh, Dave, first, where can the people reach you? Hashtag say Dave. Oh, yeah, my phone number is not for you. <laughs> but you can find me on Twitter or Instagram at the Dave Stevens, hashtag save Dave. And uh, it's always a pleasure to be on the only show hosted by people that don't hate wrestling. Absolutely. Martin. Yes. Hello. Where, where can people reach you or is anything you unplug? No, I'm just living my life. That's fair. That's fair. Uh, guys, if you like the show, please do uh, like and subscribe. That really helps the channel. Uh, let people know about the show. That also helps us a great deal as well. And if you want to support us, you can go over to Nerd to Know Media or TheWrestlingGoing.com and find all the social stuff there. Also, thank you to James Penny, and we'll be back next week here on Phoenix 92.5 FM. The Wrestling Rewind, the only show hosted by people who don't hate wrestling. We'll All right, folks, that's going Bye, to guys. for this edition of the Wrestling Rewind here on Phoenix 92.5 FM. If you want the full show, there's two ways you're going to be able to get it. Join us live at 11.30 p.m., 6.30 p.m. Eastern over on the Wrestling Rewind YouTube channel. The WrestlingRewind.com will get you there and you can uh, join the chat and uh, join in on the fun. Also, if you want, you can check us out on the podcast. The podcast um, can be got from our, our channel, Nerd to Know Media. You can subscribe there, or you can go to the Two Penny channel, uh, or the Two Penny Show channel, and you'll be able to get it there for free, no cost to you. And there's a whole bunch of content there as well. But thank you for checking us out here on Phoenix ninety two point five FM. The wrestling world. We'll see you next. If you have nothing else to do on a Saturday, if you like nerd things, then check out Nerd to Know Basis here on Phoenix 92.5 FM, 5pm to 6pm, and then head over to nerdtoknowmedia.com for all of our shows as part of the Nerd to Know Media Radio Network. Alright, so you're wondering, how do I listen to you guys live? How do I check it out? Well, good news, we stream every Wednesday, 9pm, over on Twitch, NerdDucks, N E R D D. UX or Nerd to Know Media on YouTube or Twitch. That's how you're going to be able to catch us. Hope to see you in the live chat. Thank you for listening to a Nerd to Know Media production. 